Welcome to Spill the Biz. I'm Sarah Stowe, Head Editor at Inside Franchise Business. Join me as we have candid conversations with leading entrepreneurs and business owners behind some of the world's most impressive franchise brands. At Inside Franchise Business, we acknowledge the traditional owners of country throughout Australia. We pay our respects to elders past and present. Hello. My guest today is Matt White, General Manager of Distribution Growth at Lendy, a digital loans business which merged with the iconic mortgage broker Aussie. Matt has more than 15 years' experience with Aussie and is also a seasoned franchise executive, so he is well-placed to talk about business expansion. In this podcast, we talk about what makes the Aussie brand iconic, the key to successfully scaling a business, bolstering growth and high performance, and we bust some myths along the way about the Aussie franchise. Welcome to the podcast, Matt. Great to have you with us today. Um, Can you start off by telling us about the Aussie brand and why it is such an iconic business? Well, firstly, Sarah, thanks for having me. It's great to to join you today. Uh, And yeah, I'd love to talk about uh, why the the brand is so iconic. Um, And it's not just the the brand per se. I mean, John Simon, um, who founded the business, his voice the phrase will save you. They're all iconic and they've been around for 30 years and, and people still um, mimic John saying that um, uh, even today. So it's really, I think those things are iconic in themselves, but I think the reason why it's iconic is is the reason why John started the business in the first place. And that was really to provide customers with an alternative that I just didn't have anymore and, and, and to save them because they were paying very high margins for home loans. Uh, they weren't um, giving given options, they didn't have really any any genuine alternatives. So uh, the customer, the consumer, saw John as a as a saviour, so to speak, and 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 that allowed us to take off really really quickly. And I think we uh, the business has stuck to the core principles over time, and and I think that also helps make um, something and someone and a brand iconic. And it's interesting that the brand has kind of has moved beyond John. I mean, sometimes they're so. The two things are so aligned that it becomes inseparable. But you know, the business has managed to to take off beyond yeah. that kind of personal. And that was intentional. About sort of um, probably about fifteen years into the business, there was an intentional um, direction, directional change to move away from John. So we weren't, um, you know, one hundred percent relying on on John. Uh, and, and that allowed us to, to take the business in a number of different directions. But um, if you look at the size of the business today, you know, starting with John and, and James, his nephew, uh, out at uh, Penrith at the time in 92, uh, within a very short period of time, it was 500 brokers around the country. And then today we've got 220 franchises and, and uh, over 1,100 brokers around the country. And Aussie, I think, has just been ranked as the top brokerage in the industry based on yeah fantastic congratulations thank you um i think that's based on 2023 results so what what do you think is that's allowed the brand to to succeed to come out on top and uh, yeah that would that would be my first question what is it that that you do our customers first and foremost i mean we've helped over a million customers over over the course of our our journey and you know the 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 business, so feedback from customers is, is ultimately the first and, and, and main factor when you win awards like this because if you're not getting good feedback from customers, then frankly, you don't deserve it, but um, it's not really an award worth getting. Secondly, 
uh, it is the the successful business model that we have um, at Lendy Group, which is the the broader business that we have that Aussie is is uh, fits within at the moment. We've got a multi-brand, multi-channel um, strategy. Um, our franchises are good business models. We've maintained a real um, focus in terms of what our core um, value proposition is for our for our retail franchises. But at the same time, we've seen some significant changes both in the market, in the industry, customer behaviour. And so I think we've demonstrated that we've been able to adapt to those um, over, the, over the last few years and FY23 in particular. And I think those factors put us in good stead to win that award. What does the ranking mean for franchisees in the network? Uh, number one, it's it's credibility. You know, like I think our experience, our franchisees' experience, and we have a, a fairly decent um, average tenure of our franchises, so experience counts for a lot um, with customers, and it's particularly the biggest financial um, decision that they're ever going to make in their life buying a home. Um, but the number one ranking is is important. You know, like it's, it, it demonstrates strength, it demonstrates, as I said, credibility, um, and it allows our our, our franchisees to promote um, their businesses not only. To, to other customers, but to referrers and to their local communities. Can you just explain the difference between franchisees and, and, and brokers? Make yeah, it sure. For everyone. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. So um, we have, um, let me, I'll, I'll talk a bit about the journey. Maybe that might help um, sort sure. of um, uh, piece that together. But John started the business as a mobile um, business, right? So at the time in 92 when he started it, if you wanted a home loan, you had to go cap in hand to the bank and, and hope that the bank manager would uh, would. Um, be gracious enough to give you a loan and and John went overseas saw a model over there that they were that was really taking off and brought it back where it was a a non-bank lender Um, and he set up a mobile business where the broker actually went out to the customers homes so that just turned the whole dynamic on its head it changed that dynamic of going and hoping the bank manager would approve you to you know having someone in trying to get your business and 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 you know then get the customer getting other options so that that mobile business worked really really well but in about 2005 we realized that there was an opportunity to try and um, establish businesses within um, you know retail centers within retail strips um, to cater to people that wanted to go into a place of business they wanted the mobile option but they also wanted to go into a place of business um, uh, to, 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 for, for um, you know their home loan needs um, and then they could go back back and back and back again and and so we set up our first franchise in 2005 up here in in Sunnybank in Queensland Um, and that really started to take off so at the end of the day our franchisees are still mortgage brokers Um, they they um, go and see customers but they also have the ability to build a scale business and have three four five six mobile brokers working out of their stores Um, we still have the mobile business today that represents about probably uh, 30% of our volume, but the retail business represents 70%. They have their own defined territory, referral territory, um, and uh, and they get um, company-generated leads and appointments from that territory into their business, but they also have a very, very strong focus on that self-generation, um, ingraining themselves in their local communities um, and building their business, building that scale business. What's the key then to, to scaling the business? Because that's obviously very important at corporate level, but also at franchise yeah. level. It's really, it's a really good question, and I think, I think sometimes people think they want to scale, but really they don't. 
Um, and that's why we still have these mobile options, these single operator options for those people. Um, right. You've got to have the right mindset first and foremost. You've got to have a growth mindset because that is the key. And 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 if when you when you when you you know you don't often you're not sort of just born with that mindset. That mindset is a is an output of your of your thinking and and your strategizing and your business planning. Um, and once mm-hmm. you go through that process, and that's what we help um, our franchisees do and our bro- and, and our candidates do as well. Um, once you get to that point and you go, yeah, I do have a, I do have a growth mindset. The second key is aligning yourself to a business that has a growth mindset too, because if you do, if there's not that match, then you know there's going to be you know real tension between franchisee and franchisor or business partners. So aligning yourself to a to a business that has a growth mindset, not just about distribution points, but also internal growth of the individual businesses within that franchise system, because I think far too often franchise systems they they think too much about you know more and more and more distribution points and whilst that is an important part of the business strategy the the, the internal growth and then the multi-site growth that franchisees can get that is what really propels the business the overall business's growth so you've got to align yourself um to a to a business that that has that and the second part is uh, the third part i should say is you know um scaling requires the the automation of, you know, replicable um, processes and and tasks. Um, if you if you're not doing that, you're, if you're scaling, but your workload is 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 scaling at the same at the same po- at the same level, well, you're not really scaling, right? You're just you're just getting less hours in the day. You're getting more frustrated. You don't have a work life balance. It really hasn't amounted to anything. So you've got to make sure mm. that your your growth curve, if you're scaling, it's it's like the old alligator. Jaws, you know your your growth is here, but your costs and your and your t- and your processes are going sort of downwards, and that is true scaling, and that is where where again aligning yourself with a franchisor that has that mindset, has that capability internally, and has the technology to do that. That's where you actually achieve that growth. So, in terms of of kind of recruiting, I mean, obviously, in terms of Aussie growing the brand is is twofold. It's existing, as you've talked here, it's existing franchisees taking on it's extra franchise, it's franchise is scaling their own business but obviously you're wanting to bring in kind of new blood into the business absolutely so what have you got for for perhaps other franchisors in terms of establishing an effective recruitment process what have you found has been an effective way to to bring in the right people yeah this might sound strange at my lendy group we've got a, a philosophy that um we use to, to hire in general but also in 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 franchising and brokers and that's you know uh, is this person a hell yeah right do we look at each other and go is this person a hell yeah and that is not about that is not about saying if someone's not a hell yeah then then we're not proceeding or we're not going to put them in the franchise having that hell yeah philosophy puts pressure on us to go what does a hell yeah mean what is the role like when for for a role to be absolutely firing what is that because what does that look like because then we have to try and um, you know, match that to a to a person or an individual, and that individual might not be there right now. Um, and and a hell yeah is much about going. This person has absolutely massive potential to be that hell yeah persona that we want, that we know will be successful in that particular role. So when we look at franchise, when we when we're recruiting for for new franchisees, you know, first like. We know that that's a self-employed opportunity. We know that the, the, the that there's a sales element. We know that that you have to be good with people. So you know, first first things first. And if you've got experience in sales, if you've got experience being self-employed in our industry, if you've been got experience in the mortgage industry, 
we get a seat at the table to talk through the the franchise proposition and and for us to go through that with you in more detail. Um, we're extremely transparent and we make sure that we're, we're tra- transparent up front in terms of what are the costs involved coming in, what's your current capital position, um, what is your level of expertise and experience and how does that match the day-to-day requirements of, uh, of being an Aussie franchisee. Um, and then we, 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 we have that sort of d- like, I guess, belly-to-belly um, discussions and interactions and then once we're comfortable that you know this person is 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 definitely um you know worth us pursuing this further we then start to get into the technical elements of of the invest investigative process so we look at the cash flow models we have cash flow models for our franchise for our candidates to go through and you know that punches in all the revenue um streams that we're able to to generate um as a franchisee we go through you know all the p like a p l so we, we look at a p l from an existing franchisee and, and we try and match that to where the candidate is looking um, and then we do a low, medium and high cash or we do three low, medium and high cash flows so that we are not just, you know, trying to shoot the, the, the lights out. Often candidates, when they come in for franchises, want to, you know, take over the world. And, and that's that's good because they're, they're enthusiastic and they're aspirational and, and that's what we're looking for in a way. But we're also really intentional about making sure that we're realistic um, about the, the, the progression, first year, second year, third year, fourth year, fifth year. So our cash flow, we have five-year cash flows. Um, which actually um, spit out a P&L for each of those years. And then and then it gives the candidate a really good picture of not only what they can achieve, but what they need to focus on in that first critical first 12 months. Is there anything that um, – is there, is there a myth about Aussie kind of mortgage brokers? Is there something that people come in and always expect to be the case and find that's, is not that's true? A, that's a really good question. Um, I think – I look at, uh, I've been with the business for 17 years. I've been in, in sort of mortgage industry, but franchising within mortgage in, mortgage industry for 25. Um, and I've, I understand and I know the franchising, and we are a franchise business. We're not a, first and foremost, our franchisees are part of the franchise sector. And then what we do is mortgage broking. We're part of that, that the, the financial services industry. But you know, we follow the same principles as any franchise system, which is, you know, we've got to provide brand system and support. You know, they're the, the three fundamentals of any franchise system that you're going to go into. Um, and so I think there's a myth that, number one, it's not a, a, a true franchise. It's a, it's a mobile broking business and you're a mortgage broker and you may, you're not, it's not really set up like a traditional franchise system. But, you know, I think... Um, to, to myth bust, we are. We have franchise. We have five by five franchise agreements. You know, we comply with the franchising code of conduct. Um, we have defined territories, um, and we have um, you know a really um, robust um, support network and support system for our franchisees. So I think the first myth that, that I'd like to bust bust in regards to that is that it's um, you know that we are a true franchise business. The second is um, you know that I think people don't understand the. You know, in terms of a, a you know buying into a franchise business, if you compare us to a to a QSR franchise, for example, um, we actually don't have a, a you know uh, we have a, a, a relatively high gross profit margin compared to those businesses. We don't have stock on shelves. We don't, like, we don't have inventory. We have revenue. We have um, you know effectively the the cost of the rent of the retail store. Um, which can range anywhere from sort of, you know, 50 to 150, um, depending on the size and, and location um, of that particular site. We have relatively inexpensive fit-outs compared to sort of the big, um, again, QSR or other big um, franchise businesses, but we are retail strip. Um, and so, you know, we're, we're 
our franchises, you know, have that high gross, gross profit margin. You're, you're, you're in your nice Aussie polo every day. You're in an air-conditioned office. You know, our stores are set up. We've got a store of the future project where our stores are designed to try and capture new customers and keep them within our ecosystem um, and give them a really good experience, in-store experience, but also one that transitions into when they leave and when they're at home. Um, so I think the... The Aussie franchise is is something that we get a lot of people that are you know um, that have come from sort of relatively senior positions within their respective fields or, or industries, and they come in and they look at our business and go, and we take them around to a franchise, um, an Aussie franchise, and they go, wow, so this is where they operate every day. Yes, um, and you know I think um, if they're looking at other franchise systems, they go, well, I can be sitting in this office as opposed to maybe having up to my elbows in a, in a, in a kitchen or a, or a, um, a grease pit. Um, um, and they all make good money. That's not, 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 I'm not saying anything against any other franchise system because um, there's some amazing franchise systems out there and, and, and amazing franchisees. But we believe that we've got one for people that want a professional environment, um, for people that are really good with people um, and, and not just in the initial transaction but good at maintaining a long-term relationship with their customers. It's a great business. So how do you encourage the exchange of frank and useful feedback across the network? Because that obviously helps to, to bolster growth and high performance. Yep, it's trust. Like I, I can't um, emphasise another word highly enough. Like without trust, you don't get genuine feedback from the franchisees and the brokers. And um, without trust, they don't feel like they're getting fed or, or the, the, the information coming to them is genuine. So, you know, we have to ensure that that... that trust is there first and foremost and we have a um we have broker survey um that we do every quarter or franchisee surveys that we do every quarter um and we we get those as they're anonymous we get those um feedback results um and then we we review them and then um come up with action plans and disseminate those back out into the field through our regional sales managers we've got state we've got structures within you know each state with regional sales managers we've got you know um state managers um, channel heads um, that you know work with um, our, our franchisees. Um, we have quarterly business planning meetings, so we we make sure that we're not um, overstepping the mark. In these people are self-employed, right? It's their businesses, but they're part of a franchise mm. system. So we want to make sure that we are helping them as much as possible, and that builds trust. Like that connection with that that um, we call them retail business consultants um, is really important. And then further that we've got our, um, our, our, our Aussie Franchise Council, our AFC. So the AFC has been around for, you know, as long as we've had um, uh, franchises, so since 2005, and we have eight delegates, two delegates from sort of um, each state around the country. Um, they meet face-to-face quarterly, but they also have a monthly check-in. Um, and and, and where we've got a, a really good rhythm with that AFC in terms of it's not just about presenting to them um, and we've, we're really intentional to making sure that they are included in key projects um, that we are we are sort of thinking about or that are in, in train at the moment um, and we're getting that real genuine feedback from them on behalf of the broader network. Um, and then I think the other thing we have, um, the, the lending group has a quarterly planning process um, uh, where we get everyone from within the business head office um, and together and, and um, prioritise the key um, initiatives and the key business uh, BAU um, uh, initiatives that are required in that quarter. Um, and we also um, involve our franchisees in that process as well. So it sounds as if, as if trust is kind of a key element of, of the culture. Correct. How else would you describe the culture? Culture is a really interesting question. Without trust, you don't have culture. And I think equally, if you're 
if you're trying to push your culture, push a culture, or you're trying to articulate your culture to someone within your business, we don't really have a culture. Culture to me is an output of all the things that you do as a business to connect with the with people. Your authenticity um, in terms of what and how you do things, um, your availability and your desire to, to listen to feedback honestly and 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 provide that um, you know responses honestly. So, I think the culture uh, is is something that you have to be intentional about. As soon as you take your eye off culture, it will it will have a negative impact really, really quickly. We've had a, a merge. We've merged with, with another business called Lendy um, uh, about two and a half years ago. And so we not only had to merge, merge the key elements of the business, Aussie being the, the, the big scale business, um, you know, bricks and mortar that had been around for, for many, many years and Lendy, the tech company. So conceptually, it was a good merge of, of two businesses that brought very, very different but powerful um, elements to the merge. But there was different cultures, and so um, that's been a really um, important journey to to align those cultures. And again, it's also been a very intentional one to align those cultures. But ultimately, um, at its core, the culture has to be about mutual trust. It has to be about um, going into to interactions and situations, um, assuming that the other person has the right intention. I think as soon as that stops happening, then you start to get that mistrust. So you you you're part of a bigger business now. You've obviously got the kind of the lendy side. Um, you've got um, mortgage brokers in in retail stores. What are the expansion plans now as Aussie kind of heads into twenty twenty four and beyond? Yeah, I, I I think it's really important that we've the last year and a half has has been our digital transformation period. So we've, um, on the Aussie side, we replaced the old Aussie system with a new system called Platform that Lendy had already established with their brokers. And that platform had led to a real increase in productivity. Platform was a dual interface, is a dual interface with the, the customer, it allows the customer and the broker to sort of um, work together throughout the process in terms of the fact find, the product selection right through to the application. Um, so it's a really cool thing for broker and franchisee and really a really important thing to connect the two. So that digital transformation has been, has occurred and there was a big, big play in that last year. So I feel like now in 2024, 20, um, we're, we're really geared up to, to, to grow the business. Um, I mentioned it before, it's not just about um, additional sort of footprint, it's also about the growth within um, within the, the businesses. So we've currently got 220 uh, stores around the country. We've got um, 30 more priority greenfield territories that will get us to 250 and we'd like to achieve that um, over the next two years. Um, and then we've also got a number of store sales. We don't have a lot of store sales. Most of our franchisees come in, they get in there five by five and then they renew again. But we have also have some store sales that... Um, uh, that we'd like to bring in some people and, and those store sales are often from people that have been with the business 20, 25 years and then they're ready to move on so we can inject, as you said before, inject some new blood into that particular territory or state. So our, our growth plans are, um, uh, are about, number one, leveraging the platform internally within the business to grow single store operations, to grow their productivity levels um, and then also to grow some multi-sites. We've got a, a number of multi-site operations at the moment. We've got one in Queensland. He's just opened his fourth store um, and he's now effectively the CEO of his business. So he, he doesn't write loans anymore. He yeah. has got brokers and and, yeah. and 
um, franchise managers in each of those stores. So he's the CEO of his business, and we'd love to have more CEOs of our business, of their businesses, I should say. Um, and then the, the the next element would be that um, that distribution um, point out to, to 250 stores. Um, we get we currently have about two, just under sort of three stores, uh, three brokers per store. We really want to get to four to five brokers per store as well. Well, it sounds like there's lots of potential and uh, exciting times ahead. So good luck with all that and we'll follow the progress with interest. Thank you, Matt. Thanks, Sarah. Thanks again for listening to Spill the Beans. Don't forget to subscribe. And if this podcast has spiked your interest in the world of franchising, make sure you check out our website, insightfranchisebusiness.com.au for more great info and tips on how to get started.